And I'm Karen Wright. It is 9.32, and joining me now, my good friend, Master Gardener, Barb Lampson. Hey, Barb, it's just such a delightful time. The rain, the rain has brought out some nice green. The flowers are blooming, and it's our time. Yes. Well, good morning, Karen. It is our time. You know, this is the time of year that I appreciate Minnesota so very much, that we have the change of seasons. Yes. Because it's such a surprise. Every morning... I wake up, and in my robe, pajamas, and with a coffee cup, I run outside <laughs> a little after 6 o'clock to see what's doing the blooming, and I'm just surprised. Uh, I don't know if it's me or if everybody feels like this, but things seem to just pop up overnight. They do. I know, and my neighbor are. lady, she says, I look out my window every morning, and I swear they've grown 12 inches overnight. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Um, I was visiting with Barb Maher, and she told me, she said... Um, is your uh, uh, Christmas, your Lenten rose, she said, is that up? I said, well, the one is. Well, she said, the one will come up with just the bud, the flower oh. bud will come up No first. leaves before? No leaves. Now, right. this is also called Helleborus. Uh, yes, Helleborus. And and I said, nope, 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 definitely not up. So I went home, and I was doing something else, and I looked around. There it was. It, it was just, four oh, inches high. Hallelujah. I and there was not only one bud, but there was two. And so that was really exciting. And I've got this fritillaria. Fritillaria is an amazing plant. It's, it a, it's one of those you plant by bulbs in the fall. And I planted it a couple of years ago. And and it comes up and it has the, they, they're like bell shape where they kind of hang down, but they're like yes. upside down tulips. But they look like a checkerboard. So you imagine the pattern yes. on a checkerboard or a gingham dress. And mine is, it's like a, um, I don't know if you call it burgundy, it crossed burgundy. with like a white. Yes. And, and I, I just don't know how nature does it. I feel like I am I could play checkers, yes. mini ones, but it's just so cool. It, it is. And what's so great about that plant is the rabbits don't eat it. The deer haven't, they've had a chance to eat it and they haven't eaten it. And they in like the to yard. naturalize. I think they start because I planted in a little area and it's kind of spreading out in my shade garden. So there'll be yes. more and I love it. Yes. And and you can just take one or two of those bulbs after they get done and the foliage disappears and you can move them someplace else. And the next thing you've got a nice grouping. I love them too. Here's another. Do you have some? Because I'd never heard oh, of them I, before. I, and I think I saw them, you know, one of those at the end of the fall where they were trying to get rid of stuff really cheap. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll throw these in. That's a buck or a couple bucks, you know. I had the uh, same fritillaria in one area, which is on the south side, for 25 years. Oh, so it's a long, long. It, and yeah, I started it when I had uh, um, blue rug. Um, junipers that I put in. Which are a kind of an evergreen. That, Very low. That, yeah, just sort of right. like a rug on the, that's what they call them, rugs. Y- yes, exactly. And at the time, the blue rug was very small, and then this wasn't so far away. Uh, and yeah. as it spread out, all I did was clip branches so that they didn't totally uh, start rooting on top of these. So now they come up through the branches. They look really nice oh, like that. Yeah. And, and, and that is really a good kind of thing. Another thing on the south side, now this is where you've got sunlight. Um, I I had another blue rug and I planted just some red tulips. They weren't anything really special about them. And I have pruned around them so they come up through the branches too. And and they don't mind that a bit. You know, 
When and the nice part is because then they'll quit blooming and then the, the blue rug will grow around it and so you won't have those bare spots. That's that's it. And the other thing that's best about this, I won't go digging there yes. because there's no room for me to get in there and dig around. <laughs> and when the fritillaria or the tulips, oh. they come through, they, they, they pass right up alongside the needles. They don't have any problems with that don't at mind all. It, no. Yep. So, so all good things. And, and that's what we really call a living mulch when you plant something like that. Now, I noticed uh, in the back garden, I have some sedum. And it's uh, it's a sedum that I don't know the name anymore, but it's it's a uh, uh, a crawling, it's creeping. like a stone crop. Do they also call it stone yeah. crop? Uh, Is it, it green? Because I've it, got different. I've got, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. And they have grown around a bed of tulips oh, and nice. at first I thought well they seem like they're so mad and nothing would grow through right. there but I'm gonna just see if this works perfect it grew around them they they find their way they just come right up and this is a group of tulips that we call the uh, uh, peony tulip which has that so they big, look like peony so they're more fluffy tulips. they have a big flat yes rather than a cup shape uh, uh, flower on them. They have a big flat and they have several rows of petals in them. Really, really gorgeous. The only thing with them is because the bloom is so big, when we get wind like we did the other night and rain, it has a tendency to knock them down. And dries out quickly too. Yeah. Well, so what I do is with them, because they are with this sedum, I place a, uh, a round ring in there so that that will support them and they don't blow they won't you mean blow. you mean a, like um, a wire ring uh, it is a wire ring but it it's it's one I've modified it started out as a cheap tomato ring oh, okay and then it cut off uh, the top part oh, sure. and I just use this base and then they grow through there and I've done that several just times. in a little support yeah it gives them a little support that's right and keeps them from uh, going down on the ground so those are some things now I when I left here last week you told me, Barb, I have 90 plants, oh, 90 yeah. perennials to plant. Yes. And I said, oh, my goodness, <coughs> this is something else. So here's my question. Did you get them planted? Not all of them. I still have a whole sun porch full, and they are just because of the the sun porch gets extra warm because it's a sun porch with lots of windows. So those plants that I got as bare root are now just I mean, they're, they're looking amazing. But I got 30 of them planted because wow. I, this is out at the lake house. It's surrounded by... I'm not kidding you, 10 inches of rock. Yeah. And now I will never tell anybody that they should use rock as a mulch. I know a no. lot of people, and this is the thing I people keep telling me, oh, rock, it's great because then the weeds don't grow up. Wrong, 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 wrong. The weeds do grow up because what happens is you first put that, that um, nice protector, the weed barrier down, and then you put rocks on top. And then for a year or so, you might not have any weeds. Right. But what happens is then the weed seeds fall through, and then you've got all these the dirt, you know, gets in there, and then pretty soon you've got rocks mixed with dirt, and then you got all these weeds coming through. So what the people did that owned this place before us at the lake, well, they were starting to weeds coming through, so then they put more plastic on top of the rocks. Yeah. And so then they put more rocks on top. Karen, I've been there, done that. I, it's like excava excavating a site. Oh, well, so like, I, I just wanted to let so you were asking how far I got. So with all that, two layers of rocks and plastic, I was able to dig, um, so I got 30 of the plants in, including some dicentra, which are bleeding hearts. I've yes. got some hostas in. I got some Asiatic lilies in. I got some, um, they're called spiderwort, also transgendentia. Oh, oh, I've got that. <gasps> 
Let's talk about that plant. Because I've heard good things and bad things because some people, it's it's a kind of a low-growing uh, but it's great it's in very shade. Grace, very grassy looking. And it says that if, if it doesn't have moisture, that it'll start to look real raggy looking. And then some people say it's not even worth planting. So I've so I'm hoping that it won't be a bad thing. So that you tell me about your... Oh, Karen, I love this plant. Do you okay, know good. It's native. You find it on the prairies. You do? Yes, you do. And uh, I, I just love this plant. If it does, it spreads. It naturalizes. It 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 spreads by... Does it look nice? Rhizome. Oh, gosh, it's beautiful. Because this was part of what I got as a shade kit. It was one of those things where it was 50% off or something that included hostas and it included lily of the valley. And so that's where I told you. These, okay, it, so the, the blooms on this are the most striking purple color you've And I heard they seen. last one day. Y- yes, they do, but they but there's a profusion of them. Okay. And so did you plant this on the hillside? Um, no, this is on the the um, north side of the house in in the um, rock beds. So it, okay, where that was. Well, they're going to naturalize. They're going to just fill in. It's it's probably you don't, you don't have to worry about this because you can just you know let them go. And when when you think you've got too many, just you know weed them out. It'll but be easy to pick them up off the rocks. I, I like them better than some of the native grasses that we okay. see growing. They're shorter than that, and they're nice and green, and they don't get. Uh, you don't have to cut them back and go through all that work in the spring that you do with But grasses. I had never heard of them before. Transgen- Transdencantia is yes. one of the names, but also the common name is spiderwort. Yes, and, and okay, so here's the other thing. They've hybridized those now, and now you can get them with the foliage that is chartreuse. So oh, I didn't get those, I don't think. You have to come and visit and see. Okay. I absolutely love that plant because, you know, we need... Uh, green, we can't have just one shade of green. We need green and white uh, leaves. We need so chartreuse it, and yellowish ones. Yes. And also different textures. That's the cool thing about the shade garden because you've got the, the feathery look of some of the dicentras, which are the bleeding hearts. You've got the nice thick leaves of the, the hostas. And like you said, this transcontantia, also known as the spiderwort, it's sort of like a grassy look. Yes, it is. It, it it flows. It's one of those musical notes that just carries the theme right on through your garden. So, so I like that just an awful lot. Now, I also brought you something else because we have uh, uh, the windows here filled with potted plants. At, at the university here, yes. Yes, and you bought a... Um, uh, plant for the window, which is, some people call it the snake plant. Or the mother-in-law's tongue. Or the mother-in-law's tongue. So it's got really long, really tall, they they look like long, I don't know, pointy leaves, and they're they're very Kind of like swords. Yeah, Yeah, swords, good ones. It's a sense of area. And there's different varieties of that, but we have that very tall one here, Mm -hmm. which is great. And I told you, Karen, I bet you don't know this, but this plant blooms. I did not know that. Many people will have that, and because it's not getting enough sun and doesn't get pot bound, it never blooms. But mine is blooming now for the third time. And I tried to explain to you that, to, to me, the bloom reminds me of an orchid. So it shoots up a spike with these little white flowers on it. And because the Sansevieria has the uh, all these stems coming up and it's very tight, and it will actually send some of these blooms up on the inside. And so you won't see them right away. So you have to really look. You, you'll smell it, though. You if will. you've got them in your house, you if, now this one I've given you is is all dried out. The bloom lasts about two days, but it has a spike which can be, uh, I'd say, ten inches 
10 inches tall, maybe sometimes it's 12 inches tall, and has little white flowers okay. uh, coming down the sides of that spike. Just smells so great. It's just a great reason to uh, to raise that plant. And here's another thing, that sense of area, you can divide that. You can use that in containers outside. But you mentioned it likes to be pot-bound, too. It does. I think there's a number of houseplants that like that. And, and I, I get this from people all the time, oh, I should transplant this because it looks like the pot's too small. But there are cases of some of your houseplants that do better in the, the Yes, and type. that's that's one of them. But finally, it gets so big that you can't carry it around well, anymore. True. You have to say, okay, I'll put, I'm going to divide you and put you in a smaller pot, and you're still going to be root-bound. So, so that's that's a, a, a really good thing to do too. But uh, also, you know, we're using so many more containers now than we ever did before, and I think that's because uh, our growers have done such a great job. Uh, that not only do they promote the pots and the container planting. But we have less space to garden on, or well, we want to raise more and things. And there's better soils to grow them in, too. Because exactly. Because when I used to put things in containers, I used to just use dirt from the garden. And I could never figure out why didn't they do very well. Well, because you don't have the good drain. You need that really good drainage. You do. And you need to add fertilizers, too, because when you intensely water something like that, the the nutrients, it's kind of just run all the way through. So you're continually, um, right. whether it's like we've talked about before, use some sort of a, a soluble, meaning when you water it, you put in a, a type of fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is so true. Well, the, in the containers, and if you, and, you know, you think, well, I'm just going to have one container, maybe it's up at the front door or someplace like that. And then you're so taken with that because you've got this little miniature garden with all this color instantly. You think, well, now I've got another spot in my garden. I could use another container there. And then, I mean, the next thing you know, you're putting up window boxes. I, now I've I ha- done all that. I've got four window boxes. <laughs> I don't know how many. Uh, containers I've got waiting to be filled. And so what I found was, while I was waiting for the annuals to come in that I wanted to put in them, I started taking a look at things that were coming up in my garden, and I figured out that there are some perennials that work pretty good. You know, with these... In your containers? Or do, okay. Yes, in my containers. So we're, we're going with this idea, again, of thrillers, spillers, and fillers. And the smaller hostas, they work really great for fillers in these container gardenings and they will you'll you'll know in your own garden which ones can tolerate more sun or depending on where you're going to put your container maybe you've got something that wants just shade and that's okay too but you can mix these things in you can also mix in some of your house plants that uh you know that will work really well well i noticed they are even selling spider plants as annuals at garden centers, which I was, sh- it kind of shocked me because I've, I've only ever thought of spider plants as house plants, in which yes. I, by the way, I'm going to have a ton of them that I'm going to be selling at the uh, our Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener uh, plant sale coming up on May 26th, by the way, so because mine had this 100-year-old plant had all these babies, so so I guess I I thought, well, why don't I put some outside too? Yes, and you know that that's the great thing about uh, that spider plant. Besides having it in the house, it cleans the air. It's yes, just one of those really, really super plants. But it it has these babies, and it doesn't have to be a hundred years old. I mean, oh no, I, I started with one little plant from your plant, just one of the cuttings. I, I rooted it in water. I planted it up. And the next thing I knew, as soon as it got established, it shot one of those uh, babies out. It has that. I really love that idea that it's got, it's like 
Um, it's like an arching branch that comes, and then there's another little yes, plant on it. It's yes, so and, 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 it, and it lends itself to be in a container because, it again, it can be a spiller. It can spilling out over the edge. I love that so much. And great. And so if you want to do that, you have to get them used to the outside gradually. You don't want to put a plant that's been in your house all winter long out in this full sun. So start putting it in a shady area just for a limited amount of time. Otherwise, you'll scorch it because I've done that before where you get impatient. You say, oh, I've got these plants. I'll put them out. And then what happens is they're not used to all that sun. So it's like you going out as pale as I am or you are, Barb, right. and going yes. out in some hot sun and all of a sudden you got the sunburn. It happens to plants. Too. Right. And then it takes you a while to recover. Right. And, and that's a bummer. So you can use uh, house plants in these containers that you're putting out. You can use perennials that you've got. You can start annuals or you can go into your nursery and you'll see all these wonderful containers they've got. They've, I have seen coleus planted up because some of the newer coleus will tolerate more sun right. with things that I in the container that I thought, wow, that requires full sun. Sure. And they're doing great. So uh, the other thing about nurseries right now, that anytime I should say, there are so many people that if you have questions or if you read about something and you want to know, is this something that you carry? Can you, you know, you don't want to, <clears throat> will you, would you, you think that would be good? And could I use that in a container or should, do I need to put that in the ground or how should I grow that? And they'll give you all that information. And that's the, the reason why it, it is important to go to places that know, like your local nursery greenhouse. Because if you go to a big box store, there's going to be some and I'm not saying kids, but it could be an older person that ha- knows nothing about gardening because I was funny. I was walking around at one uh, the other day and the kid was, was totally answering the wrong thing. So I went over and I, of course, being a master gardener, I had to educate. And the yes. kid's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I had no idea. So, I, you know, really, you may pay a couple bucks more. And that's the thing I've noticed. It really isn't that much more for a lot of the, the plants. And it's worth it to get that knowledge and that you know you're going to get something that's going to work out right. Yes, especially if you're you're trying something really sensitive or something that you don't see too often in a garden. It's really nice to know that that's that we can uh, raise that here if we uh, adjust our soil or whatever the requirements are for that plant. So that's great. The other thing besides. Uh, I'm transplanting things in my garden into my woodland garden. I Monday night I was out till 8:30 at night tra- digging things and getting them planted because the rain was coming. And then the rain came in, and those things just look absolutely—they never missed a beat. They're looking just as healthy as can be. And I ordered something. I have uh, Barb Maher has influenced me with, with the uh, natural yeah plants. with with native plants. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she had was a purple flowering trillium, <clears throat> and I had ordered this particular plant, and it came this week, and I'm so excited about it. It has to go into complete shade. That's one thing. So about really complete, because I've <clears throat> got that. I mean, the <clears throat> thing is, you, you so many need a little sun, but you're saying yeah, it can yeah, stand this a one, lot. This one takes a complete uh, uh, shade, and it has to have 
soil that really has a lot of organic matter along with sand in it so that it drains. Okay. And if you think of these where they grow in the forests that are really heavily, heavily um, shaded and you think of all the leaves dropping down, they've got the perfect environment. Right. And then they go dormant, but you want to, in the wintertime, you want to be sure and use some um, mulched up leaves to cover them with so that they won't... Uh, uh, so, so they won't uh, uh, freeze. But so I'm excited. I've got it marked. I've got it. I've got the uh, another trillium in there, toad trillium, which is doing really well. That one uh, has uh, the leaves are kind of unique on that. It has black spots on it, and so but that, it doesn't look like disease. Because see, that's the thing. <clears throat> Do they look no. like they're diseased? No, that would be bad. No, they don't. That not. A, it isn't that kind of a black. It's a dull. Uh, color and 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 it looks really nice and I noticed when I was in there that I've got a couple of little trillion that are just coming up by themselves so they must like it there the, they must have everything that they really really need <clears throat> also I've been in my vegetable garden and uh, I I planted now you planted your 30 perennials and you have to dig out before you can plant one single thing in which is just such a job, but <clears throat> we're very lucky. We have good soil. The only problem at Good Council is our soil is really quite heavy, and it yes, needs. It we, so uh, we have put in a lot of uh, compost, and and I planted a hundred. Um, onion bulbs. I love green onions. I love to grow my own onions, and and they just get up and they get going really fast. You know, for for people who are new <coughs> to gardening, maybe you could ex- should explain a little about about onions. Um, are green onions different than the other onions, or is it just that you harvest them sooner? Because I think there's a, a lot of confusion about that. Because I know we we used to on the farm planted whole rows of onions and you could plant them closer and then pick them out as you went along so you'd have the green onions and then right. the other ones between would get bigger so I guess maybe educate a little bit about that well, for people you know that's have- that's true that's how you get your you can plant them closer and that's what I do too because then you just like those uh, uh, the green on- onions are milder but the onion bulbs that you uh, uh, buy those are the ones that I am going to leave and they're going to get big and then I'm going to store them for winter and then there's the onion plants that you start and I mean you can do that with them too but now sometimes you're dealing with something that's no bigger around than than a straw to get that in this and that in my garden is a little harder to to get started for yeah, whatever in, reason in the the raised bed garden where the, the soil is just this perfect soil it's easy all I do is just stick my finger and put them in and it's yeah. really easy yeah that that is so great to be able to do that and then I was looking for uh, the honey bear uh, squash that we talked about it was an all American winter two years ago and I know you grew it in yours it's an acorn squash and, and it's very small like one serving yes mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted and I wasn't able to find that but I did find I've got some extra seeds by the way oh I there you go I did find some baby bear now baby bear is a different kind of it's a the, like the Waltham squash I have not heard of that one Might and be. it's a smaller version of that and it's sweeter and that was an all-american winner several years ago so <clears throat> so I I uh, I haven't planted it yet the soil I don't think is really warm enough for that but <clears throat> I'm ex- I'm excited to try something new this year I was going to say too I was very surprised to see 
my iris start blooming. Now, oh, I have the little, I have the, I, I don't know what the name is, but they're the mini ones. They're about four inches tall. Yep. And they look like little iris. I have those blooming and they are so cute. They're right along the, the edge of the sidewalk and those are blooming. So are you talking little ones like that? Or are you yes, talk- I'm talking about the miniatures. They're <clears throat> minis and the, they are adorable. Yes. And uh, on the southern side of my house, they, they're coming up and they're dark, dark, velvety purple. And I, I love them. I think they're just absolutely great. Back where you wouldn't think on the in the backyard, where, which is north, I have one intermediate iris in a bed that has come up. It is blooming, and it is purple and white. And why it would be blooming this much ahead of everything else, I don't know. But Is it ahead, or is it because, you know, we seem like we have a slower spring, so maybe it's on time? Well, it... That, in relative to... But why would one bulb shoot up in a, in a bed... You know, and do this thing all by itself. It's just kind of interesting to me how how plants are just like people. They're all different. All different personalities. That's yes, right. Yes, everything was just, just perfect. So, And, and you know, the, it's <clears throat> kind of wet now again because we've got all this rain. So I, people thinking about going out this weekend, I was going to say the, the uh, Sunday, it looks like it's going to be pretty decent, 72 and clear. But with the rain we've had, people might want to be cautious about digging in the yeah, ground, yeah. you know, because I'm just picturing now people are thinking, oh, look at it, it's going to be 70, I should get outside and dig. And again, we got to caution you, if your ground is wet, if you can take the soil and clump it and it stays in a clump, you're going to end up with problems because I've done that before in my anxiousness um, before yes. I did the square foot garden method and you put seeds in and what happens then when it's wet and you put little tiny baby carrot seeds and then you cover them a little bit with this wet soil, it hardens over and they can't even get out of the ground. So you're just <coughs> wasting your time. Yes, that's true. The other thing about this is there are some things that still haven't uh, broke do- dormancy. And one of those things in my yard are the uh, Japanese painted ferns. They have not come up yet. Yep, and I haven't seen them. So I've got this big, these big splotches and and I know what's supposed to be there so you want to stay out of the garden and also if you have any annuals that are acting like perennials they recede themselves you want to stay out of the garden because you trample those little seedlings you go with it you compact it you just you eliminated them so just you know bite your nails and get a cup of coffee and sit and enjoy what you've got we're still we're still okay because you know a lot of times um, we'll wait to plant certain things like the peppers and tomatoes anyway I know there's people buying them right now at the garden centers thinking they want to get them out but really it's still too cool out those really want the warmth and for them to really go charge full bore they need the warmth so i uh last night i actually uh, i had par- started a bunch of peppers uh, seed from seed and, mm-hmm. and tomatoes and i i actually took them from their little teeny seedling uh, yes. and put them into a next like a little bigger yep. cup and figure and they're not ready to go outside yet so i'll just give them a little more head start yes and and that is such a good thing to do get them off to a good start like that yeah they will get rebound if you keep them in those little one inch cubes or those other little pots so you have to move them and they just don't seem to do very well because yeah. no no and you get them in and uh, i've been taking things from the greenhouse and i've been setting them out and when there's rain <clears throat> 
I take trays of things, set them outside, and let them get the fresh rain and the, you know, washes the leaves, does everything. There's that movement and that. And then after they've been out a while, then I put them back in again. It's kind of like with your children, isn't it? You know, <laughs> encouraging them to get outside and get the fresh air and sunshine. But and, not too much at a time. And that's exactly right. And don't stay too wet. And that's one thing. I had a bunch of, of trays that I had been digging for our plant sale, which is going to be in two weeks. That's two right. Two weeks from Saturday. Saturday, May 26th at the Caledonia Curling Club here in Mankato. That's right. And I had my plants sitting in a tray which didn't have drainage in it and then I had little um, I guess they're about four inch pots and so uh, uh, it rained and sure enough there was water in the bottom of that you have to drain things that are outside like that they things can't nothing I mean there's nothing that can sit in water that's a soil a terrestrial plant right so take and go dump out that that water. Do that first thing after it's rained. Make yeah, make sure, sure things have holes. The one thing I, I have also did get was that papyrus because I've got the pond. So that actually is a plant that likes water. Yep. So I will take those pots and stick them so they're maybe in two, three inches of water so they're constantly moist. So you just have to know what you've got. Will it work in the area that you have? Yep. So, yeah. so it's it's kind of watch and wait, watch and wait. I just want to m- make one more comment. Um, I was, we were out and about yesterday, and some of the farms have got some of their crops in. At least the land is worked up. It looks so beautiful. And uh, my heart just goes out to farmers who have such an expense to get these crops in, to buy all this machinery. You see these big machine sheds they have to have to put their machinery in, and, and then to have these tariffs and not know what the market is. So... Uh, we're thinking of you. Uh, we just hope that things will 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 get better. But um, and anytime your livelihood depends on the weather, it's 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 like gambling. It really is. It, My well, always dad said, "Farming. If you like to gamble, be a farmer." That's exactly right. So our heart goes out to you. We're thinking of you all the time. But if you want to, uh, you know, stay connected to the soil. Go out and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, thanks, Barb. Always great to chat with you. And happy gardening. Thank you. All right, it is 10.01, and you're listening to A Minnesota Morning on KMSU Radio, 89.7 FM in Mankato, and KMSK, 91.3 FM in Austin, online at kmsu.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato, big ideas and real-world thinking. Well, we are at 46 degrees, but it only feels like 41 out there, and we're going to get down to a low of 42 tonight, and not much warmer for today, so it's a bit chilly and there is that chance of rain out there. It looks like, uh, well, we had some overnight. It, it fell actually pretty much all night. It was a gentle, gentle rain, which is nice. Uh, but that chance of rain continues about a tenth of an inch or so. And then tomorrow we'll get up to 60, but it's going to remain overcast and down to 45 on Saturday night. And then Sunday things will warm to 71 with some sunshine at least. And then Monday, 77 and partly cloudy.